0: wondering how to fall completely in love with the people and things that surround you at home? I've spent the last 15 years studying how and where families thrive and what relational and house characteristics ignite us with that homey feeling. On this podcast, we uncover how our brains process the people we live with and the houses we live in so we can confidently create our homes to be wonder-filled connection magnets. Ready to give up the decision fatigue, comparison hives, overwhelm ulcers, and confusion chaos? You are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Thornock. Welcome to Becoming Home. What's up, homies? So glad that you are here. Today, I am sitting with my friend, Delie Cox. She's the stylist next door, and I literally wish that I lived next door to her, especially today. I was just telling her how I loved her her shirt she told me that it's a custom thrifted vintage silk piece and I want her to sit on my table and just be my centerpiece so if she lived next door maybe if she would actually consider it however she can be everybody's stylist next door she has a thriving business I'm so excited to introduce you to her Deli welcome to the podcast <laughs> oh thank you for having me And
1: I will come stand on your table anytime, just because I would love to be a fly on your wall and just see how you move through your day with your kids. You're like a master at chaos.
0: That is what our life looks like is a lot of kiss. We were just talking about pajamas and I was like, my kids, man, I don't think we have a non-holy pair of pajamas because the pajamas go on. And then like my life turns into a professional wrestling tournament. Where I'm like, stop, stop hurting each other. You can't choke each other. You can't like WWE slam each other against the what WWF. I don't even know the professional wrestling. It's not a world that I live in, except for my children doing it. It would be an entertaining fly on the wall experience is all I'm saying.
1: (laughs) I, I, I bet it would be, I would be excited to do that.
0: Uh, Okay. You guys, Delia and I have decided to do a two-part series here on the podcast this month. So this first part, we're going to be talking about timeless wardrobes and what that means, all of the details, how to do it yourself. And then please tune into the next podcast as well, which will be establishing a personal style. The more that I talk to Deli, the more I realize how our house and our wardrobe and our clothing choices and styling, I don't know, innards of our souls kind of, they, they coalesce, they really dovetail really nicely together. So as we're talking together note that all of the wisdom that is about to be put forth from Deli today is applicable also to your house. So just keep in mind that this is very symbolic and very literal. You can take this any way you'd like, and let's jump right in. So Deli, tell us what makes something timeless. Let's just cut right to the chase.
1: Here's the thing about timeless, and it kind of goes with personal style, is if you know your personal style, Then it becomes timeless, amen. So I tell people, slow clap, yeah, that's so good. So I tell people, if you see a group of teenage girls together, I have a daughter who's almost 15, and man, is she like in the thick of needing everyone to like see her and like her and fit in. Um, if you see her and her friends, they are all dressed the same, it's part of their development, it's part of learning who they are. Let your kids dress themselves, but. If you see a group of women out to dinner or something, they're all dressed differently. Mm-hmm. And I went to a recent women's event and my friend was, there, was I never to wear these events. And the answer to that is, if you love your wardrobe and only have things that you love in your wardrobe, then you know exactly what to wear because it doesn't matter what everybody else is wearing. It doesn't matter if you're fitting into the box of, oh darn, it showed up. All these women are in floral dresses and I'm not because you love what you're wearing and you feel like yourself. Mm -hmm. So timeless dressing is as far as pieces, a little bit different for everybody, which is why you can go online, you can go on Pinterest, you can capsule wardrobes and it's like, Ooh, everyone needs a white button up blouse. Well, what if from your body type and and your lifestyle, you're like, I don't need a white button-up blouse. Now what do I do? Well, maybe you need a great t-shirt and maybe it's not in a white (laughs) t-shirt. Maybe you need a great t-shirt in your favorite color and what makes you like feel super great. So building a
0: timeless wardrobe is less about everybody else and more about what you want. Amazing. So why do we care about, timelessness in the first place I completely agree with everything that you said that timeless is a mental state it's a confidence kind of thing it's deciding to be timeless but why why all the hullabaloo about it people ask me this all the time with their houses like how do I make my kitchen timeless and why do they ask you how do I make my wardrobe timeless was what, what, why do we care We care
1: because the clothing industry in itself is pushing mass production and overconsumption and a need to feel like we always need something new. And that's on them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is on them. They are trying to sell us products. And unfortunately, what that has done is driven the price way down. And then they outsource their products. They make them cheaper. And then we come up with way less quality things that we you know aren't meant to last aren't meant to stay in style and then we need to consume more so that is the problem in short and what i help my clients do is learn how to be more sustainable and that can sometimes be a scary word it's like ah sustainable but <laughs> i like that it could maybe be interchanged with more of a timeless mindset where the goal is to have things that you're going to use longer That you're going to love more and that you're going to discard responsibly when it's
0: time to let it go. I'm like taking notes already, Keep going, keep going. That's amazing. (laughs) Sustainable equaling timeless. I'd never put those two together, but that's so true. That's what timeless is. It can stand the test of time and it can Mm -hmm. bless you and generations to come and the world at large. May we all live together in peace. I believe in this so much. When we are in fast fashion or fast consumption of any kind, fast food, fast home design, even fast, like, I don't know, like hair care and, and makeup. I don't know. We are- oh, Yes, yeah. I could always do
1: better on that one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new world for me. But I feel <laughs> like we're putting ourselves into future debt instead of making an investment in ourselves. We're having to pay the piper at some point and we're just putting that down the road. And when we think sustainably or timelessly, Sometimes it's a little bit more costly up front, but the costs are drastically reduced, if not completely minimized by making good choices upfront. What do you notice about timeless and sustainable fashion as far as like price point and usage goes? Well, that is the most amazing part is I think we think, oh, expensive, but yeah. there's
1: two ways you can invest in your wardrobe. One is time and the other is money. So to invest some time in your wardrobe means you spend some time in your wardrobe. The most sustainable wardrobe you have, even if it's full of cheap polyester, it's the closet you have. That's the most sustainable wardrobe. (laughs) So that's why I go into my client's wardrobe and we try first to create outfits out of what they already have. We go through, we find out what they like, what they don't like. I do similar things with women and their... um, homes and their surroundings. And it's like, let's find out what you like, what you don't like, what you need. We make a small shopping list and we use what they have first and then be surprised. You don't need to add in that many things. And maybe it's replacing things along the way with a better quality or something you like even a little bit more. Maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to wear this shirt for a little while longer because I like it. But then when I replace it, I'm going to look for, this type of fabric. And I'm going to look for this type of sleeve length because I like this type of sleeve length. And then you're investing a little bit more in finding those pieces like this silk top. I saw this at this boutique that I shop at frequently with my clients. It's a secondhand boutique. And I had my eye on it for a while. And I kept thinking, is it super practical? Is it not? And then finally I picked it up and I was like, I'm going to buy this today because I just kept thinking about it. if you keep thinking about something, if you use something all the time, those are going to be your timeless pieces and you're just going to love them. Even if they quote unquote go out of style, you can wear them in a little bit different way. Just like you can kind of zhuzh up your house in a little bit different way to make it feel, you know, more current. A lot of times it's, um, like hemming your pants in a different way or styling it with a different jacket or, you know, changing your hair just slightly, but feels a little fresh. Things like that can help you feel more time, can keep you in the timeless mode, but help you feel refreshed
0: and mm, current as well I feel like we do want to feel yeah. current we don't want to feel outdated or fuddy-duddy or that's what my grandma would call it I don't want to be fuddy-duddy <laughs> but how do we uh how do we like practically do that because you talk about it and you I know that you know how to do it and I can see that it's a visceral experience for you you're like yeah you just like talk and trim and fold and like make it <laughs> what about for those of us that are like what do we do What's like the baby step of taking something that we're like, oh my goodness, skinnies are out. Who decided who were these Gen Zers? I like my <laughs> skinny jeans. What do I do now? Like, how do we adapt something like a skinny jean to be current? But if we love our jean, what, what do we do? Tell us what to do. Okay, first
1: you dissect what you want in a jean. So you go, mm. okay, I'm going to branch out from skinny jeans, but I still want them to fit well in my hips and thighs. I want them to skim down. I want them to be more of a straight cut. Do you want a light wash? Do you want a dark wash? Do you want 100% cotton where it's going to hold you in and keep it tight? Or do you want a little bit of stretch? So you kind of dissect those things. And then I encourage women to shop secondhand first. We have enough clothes on the planet to clothe the next six generations. Like if you're looking for something new, old, in style, out of style, style. We've got it hanging on the planet, so <laughs> I teach. So it's terrible. just it's out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've already made it. I can guarantee you. Yes. So shop secondhand first, and I teach my clients how to shop secondhand online, how to take their measurements, how to navigate all those sites, where to go instead of the big box. I mean, you can shop at like Di Savers, but those can be a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I teach them where to shop how to shop. And then there are amazing sustainable brands. There are some brands out there who are doing really great things. They're trying to pay their workers better. They are really close in contact with their manufacturing. They are using more sustainable products and their price points do tend to be a little bit higher. But if you're investing a little bit more, then you're going to hopefully love it a longer time, keep it a longer time. The quality is going to be better. So those are my tips. You start with your closet. What's in your closet? Then you shop secondhand first, and then shop sustainable brands second.
0: Mm. So, what's your favorite online thrift secondhand store?
1: Thredup is my favorite.
0: That's my favorite. You can return.
1: I know you can return things. They put their measurements on there. They really check the quality. Poshmark is a fun one, but it's like eBay. So you're dealing directly with a seller. So I shop on Poshmark if I know exactly what I'm looking for. If I'm like, these pants got a hole in them. I want them again. I look on Poshmark Hmm. or I saw this specific dress on somebody. I love it. I think it's great. I'm going to look on Poshmark and take my time. And then there's the real, real, if you care to splurge a little bit. Yeah. The real, real is designer brands secondhand but you're going to find those unique pieces that no one else has so okay example I found these blue suede Prada oh my gosh. boots, <laughs> Prada boots <have> fun. <laughs> they are such a classic style I love them I wear them with um navy tights and skirts I wear them with you know, jeans, I wear them all the time. I will keep them forever. Like if they burned in a fire, I would be so sad. <laughs> so you can, <laughs> and I, I got there less than hundred dollars. I think I spent 75, 80 on them. So.
0: I yes. can
1: find amazing deals. That is so for some people that might be like, Ooh, a splurge of a lifetime. For me, that's kind of more midpoint. I've spent more on sustainably made boots again, that I love forever that are going to last me years. So those are the places I love to shop secondhand online.
0: Oh, so great. I'll link those below for anyone who wants to check them out. Okay. So in my brain, this is the story that my brain is telling you. You're not a man and men have worn the same thing for 200 years. So they can like have a great confidence level buying a suit and a tie maybe two ties, a thick one and a thin one and have like this timeless wardrobe for the rest of their lives. Granted, things have changed these days. So, you know, but that's the story of my brain. Like women's fashion just changes so fast. Why would you ever spend more money if you're just going to have to reevaluate and reassess? What do you say to that, Deli? Ooh, that's such a good question.
1: Again, I would go back to if you love it and wear it, you can style it in different ways. So. On my um, Instagram, especially, I'll post something and then show you how to style it different ways. Like, you're wearing a gorgeous camel sweater. I showed a picture where it was, like, styled in an edgy way, in a classic way, in a colorful way. I did a few different styles. And so if you have, I would say, look for more classic pieces that you like. The fit and the fabric. And then you can add in some of those more trendy pieces. I'm using air quotes for the trendy pieces or some more unique pieces and then mix and match those in.
0: Mm, Awesome. It's almost okay. So if we were to come up with like rules, I'm sure you already have these rules. Like a timeless piece would be something that fits your body that you love that could maybe be a little bit versatile. Yeah, exactly. Like your
1: sweater or like a great pair of jeans. Right. Right. It can go with a lot of different things okay. yeah. and, and then we're gonna add in
0: sustainable you made because that's really important to me too something that can either be passed on and keep its life or that you can get secondhand and give a new life to those that would be yeah. like the home run of a time <laughs> exactly do you, do you agree because i'm totally shooting from the hip with what you just told me
1: exactly i think you have got and- it perfectly and then you can add in some fun things to help feel more stylish, whether that's handmade jewelry or a scarf from your grandmother. I have a scarf from my grandmother here. I don't wear it. Scarves don't quite feel like me, but I love it. I could tie it on a bag.
0: Mm. I should tie it on a bag. That's right. <laughs> I have actually started scarfing my hair because I, in yes, the summertime, I, I live at a ranch.
1: Yeah, okay. I
0: like have put like full on, I put my hair in a bun and then just like scarf it all up. Together to keep it clean mostly. It felt it came out of function, but I was like, why have I been on doing this forever? All the scarves that I don't like to wear around my neck either could now be head pieces. Okay. I love what were that. You Look, say? timeless pieces. Timeless. There you go. We are timeless around here. But okay. you wear it in a little bit of a different way. I love it. So On the other side of timeless, if we're like, we're going to buy sustainable, timeless things, we're going to invest in ourselves and in the planet, we can cross the threshold that you mentioned before we started recording here of being too precious. Yes. Talk to us about too precious. I use my blouse as
1: an example because it is 100% silk and it is hand embroidered. I love its pieces, but I'm not going to wear this to a kid's birthday party. (laughs) Right. So this, I plan on having it for a long time. I told you I would have this framed and hanging it on my wall. I love it that much. I think it's beautiful. It's like art, but I'm not going to be able to wear it all the time. So you need your wardrobe to function for you. I go to enough things or have, you know, things like this, like a zoom call where I can wear this, or I go out to dinner with my friends or a speaking event. I would wear this. So if you are like, I'm in the thick of kid mode, I have toddlers and peanut butter all over me, then yes, maybe buying a silk blouse isn't the right time for you. So we don't want our clothes to be too precious. They have to work for our um, lifestyle, but we can have different pieces that fill in the different holes of our life. Like you don't just have to have leggings and sweatshirts because you're a stay-at-home mom. And you don't only have to have like silk pieces just because you speak at events.
0: Mm. This this happy medium between loving your things, but not loving it more than your life. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Because if you love it, but it doesn't work for your life, then maybe it's like, well, somebody else will love it.
0: Yeah. Or there will be another time. We don't have to say, well, I'll never, I don't, I never have nice things. Not that. Yes.
1: Oh, we've used that so many times. So yeah. We do it in our homes. We do it with our wardrobes. I get it. I have four kids. Three of them are boys. They're in the stage where we're past the toddler stage. But my like nine-year-old and 12-year-old can destroy things. Like <laughs> it really <laughs> is like, a talent. Holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah. My husband wanted a pool table. And I was like, no. <laughs> no we're not getting a pool table the kids will destroy it and you'll just get mad so he found one used um he found it from a a retirement center that they were like re their retirement home I know how cute is that and they're like we need to sell our pool table so he got such a good deal on it that he didn't feel like it was super precious and here I kid you not my son this was like I don't know five six years ago he was fully potty trained But he stood up on top of it, pulled down his pants and peed on it like it was grass. (laughs) True confession, I did not tell my husband for about
0: a year. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. That's a perfect (laughs) example, though, of when we want something nice, but we can recognize our true life and honor that, then we can find a happy medium that works. And usually secondhand is a great compromise.
1: Usually, secondhand is a really great way to do what you want in a sustainable way, but in a way that's not too precious.
0: Yeah, mm, and that's what makes it timeless. Almost timeless is an appropriate—it's like in, in an appropriate container. Because truthfully, you don't want everything to be timeless, right? Like you want some things to be able to shift and to evolve and to grow and to style differently. Like you don't want to have the same exact things, wardrobe or house for a hundred years. I think most yeah, people will be like, don't I don't want house. one couch for a hundred years.
1: Yeah. You don't want to be stagnant. So I guess timeless is kind of an interesting, ooh, now we're getting deep. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, because there are things that aren't made to last more than 10 years. So like you think of a t-shirt, they're not meant to last a hundred years.
0: Not so not your vintage is Yeah,
1: exactly. Vintage is 20 years or older and antique is 100 years or older. Mm. So furniture can be antique. You very rarely see um, clothes that are antique. That's true. 20 years is a long lifespan for a piece of clothing. So good on you if you're buying vintage or if you have something passed down from just one generation, or if you can even take the fabric and use it in a different way. you know, cut a pillow in your grandma's favorite quilt or your, you know, child's special dress that they always loved. like turn it into something else and reuse it. So maybe this concept of timeless, especially when it comes to certain fabrics or, structures. are looking for more just like cherishing it and having it live a longer,
0: lovelier, healthier lifespan. <laughs> I love it. It's like embracing the life cycle. We don't want it to be timeless, but we want it to be time appropriate. We want it to serve us yeah. in the way that we need it for the time that we need it to serve us. And after that, we'd love for it to be in a condition to upgrade or pass on probably. And that way it can continue mm-hmm. less, but I know a lot of women who, with their closets in particular, as we're like going through the house and we open their closet and they're like, I don't ever want to look. I don't want to make this decision because we have this pressure. We care about the planet. We care about ourselves. We care that things are taken care of. And we have this like ingrained in us thread of kindredness through all things. We don't want to give things away because it feels wasteful, but it's Mm. almost um, wasteful to keep them.
1: Yeah. If you're not loving them being used, or if you're just over it, like skinny jeans is a great example. If, If you're like, hey, I'm kind of over it. Skinny jeans aren't just my jam anymore. Or I have these pair of shoes that I know just feel dated. I've had them for 15 years. Always donate your clothing. Do not throw it in the trash, even if it's super worn, ripped, stained, always donate it. They have a way of sorting through things and reusing textiles. Do they so really?
0: They, you yes. have these stories of like, don't donate them because they just throw them in the trash anyway. What do you what well, do you know?
1: And maybe, maybe there is a small element of that, but I went up and toured one of the facilities. <sighs> um at my local, of course. <laughs> my local I love thing you. That that was, everything. <laughs> that was my question. What can I donate and where? Where does my clothing go? So this particular DI, Deseret Industries, which is big here in Utah, they take good clothing. They put it on the floor to sell it for about six weeks. If it doesn't sell, then they have ways. They sell it as rags to companies. Companies will pay good money for rags. They will repurpose it. They have a big, huge sewing room where they repurpose things or make new clothes out of the textiles. They don't donate things overseas anymore. They used to do that, but that is just not cost effective or in is needful, really. Um, So if there is a natural disaster within the U.S., probably Canada, Mexico, probably the North America, they will ship it. So if there's a hurricane, they will donate clothing. If there's, you know, natural disasters, they will donate clothing, but they recycle a ton of their textiles. So they want everything. She said everything except socks because they are too small to do anything with the fabric. And I would say underwear. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> so those you're two allowed things, to check them.
1: Yeah. Those two things, which are really minimal fabric, generally, you can throw those away, but anything else, They take, so speaking of home things, they take old radios, old clocks, old, you know, blenders that don't work. And they teach refugees how to take them apart and reassemble them to give them skills of how to make things work and repair things. Like teach them mechanics. Yeah. I watched a refugee woman use a forklift and they were like, we are training her to use a forklift. They usually come for a year, get the training they need, and then they help them find a job.
0: Well, this sounds like sustainability at its finest. Doesn't it? So don't ah. these places. Here's the thing I would tell people, we don't have to invent
1: wheel. There are many people who've already done it for us. The systems are in place. We just need to contribute to those systems and know where to put our dollar know where to put our time know where to donate our clothing and then we can easily become a part of the system that's already on its way working
0: Mm. that is so helpful I feel better equipped to be timeless in my wardrobe and I feel like I have all these tools to think about so thank you Deli for enlightening my brain and my heart and my soul as always every time I talk to you I'm like Keep going. Never stop talking to me. You're full, your wealth of knowledge <laughs> and love. So if you guys want to find Delete, you can find her at the stylist next door underscore Utah, UT yep. at Instagram, right? Yes. And then Perfect. www.thestylistnextdoor.net. Yep. Yes. That's my website. Yeah. Okay. So you can go find her. You can hire her. She does all sorts of amazing things. She'll come to your closet. She'll help you like put together what you already have. You don't have to spend a bajillion dollars on a whole new wardrobe. She's like the detective of all things wardrobe and goodness and sustainability. Highly, highly suggest. And don't go away because next week is coming the next episode in our (laughs) series here, all about establishing a personal style. So Hopefully you found this after they've both been published and you can just binge right away. But until then, go make a mess. Deli, thank you so much for being with us and we'll see you soon. Hey, if you're loving what you're hearing and you want to know more, I invite you to go over to carlythornock.com and you can pick up a free guide. These are the three biggest mistakes that people make when setting up their houses. And I don't want you to make the same mistakes. And of course, in true Carly fashion, you know, it's going to be a lot less about the house and a lot more about your perspective about the house, but with some good housey tips thrown in, go over to CarlyThornock.com and you can pick up that today.